Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. It's Monday. Father Charles Murr is visiting with us every Monday here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Father Murr, welcome again, and thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share the gospel with us. Terry, thank you very much for, for inviting me now and always. Hey, always, yeah. And t- you know what I say, Father? Five minutes after my death, you'll know that I can't invite you anymore. Because you know what? I want to do this at the end. <laughs> yes. Father, this is incredible big news that just, just came across. Uh, and, and it's Cardinal Fernandez. He's the prefect for the uh, dysentery of the Doctrine of the Faith. It used to be called the Congregation of the F- Doctrine of Faith. He's the gatekeeper. Well, unfortunately, we all know about a book he wrote about the art of kissing, which we thought was very inappropriate. But now it's been found that in 1998, he wrote another book. And uh, unfortunately, it's utterly pornographic. It's blasphemous. It's sacrilegious. And it kind of reminds me of the Father Rednick uh, Jesuit priest who uh, used sexuality and spirituality together to corrupt a bunch of sisters and take advantage of them. And I'm concerned uh, for as a layman, and you're concerned, obviously, as a priest— but uh, what what can we do? And uh, tell us more about this book because I couldn't read it all. I I had to set it down. I couldn't. It's too. It was too graphic. Well, it's 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 a. Uh, how shall I put it? Yeah, Terry. Yeah, be direct. Just a minute. Me. Let me let me let me just uh, uh, let me put it this way. Speaking of it in a in the most positive light that I can. I would say that what he was trying to do, what Cardinal Fernandez, this is of course before he was a cardinal, was trying to do, he was trying to accomplish the impossible. He was trying to make relevant uh, human sexuality to today's mentality. Okay. The, The problem is that when you ignore the divine. That's right. In sexuality, when you ignore the divine in love, in any kind of love, uh, you're never going to get the answer you need. And he seems to have done this. I I, uh, I read uh, three of the chapters, uh, six, six, seven, and eight, I believe, yeah, six, seven, eight, and eight. Seven and eight, yep. And, and uh, uh, they're, they're just incredible. It reminded me... One time I, I had the occasion to speak to a, a, a brilliant uh, professor, theolo- philosopher and theologian mm-hmm. in Rome, brilliant man and humble. And I asked him once about Teilhard de Chardin. Yeah. I was 21 years old. I tried to read Teilhard de Chardin and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I started with, I started with, I think the wrong book, The Phenomenon of Man, remember? And I it just, it made no sense to me. And this man took me aside and he said, listen, I'm a scientist. I didn't know that about him, that he, he, was, a, he was a biologist. He said, what he writes, what Teilhard de Chardin is not science. I'm a philosopher. What he writes is not philosophy. I'm a theologian. What he writes is not theology. I've read him, and I think if you would talk to a poet, a poet might say that he's he's a fair poet. He said, "But I'm not a poet, so I don't know." What now? All of that to tell you, this man is doing very much the same thing. 
He's getting into biology, which I, I'm sure he, by the sound of it, he has no degree in. He's getting into philosophy, trying to explain. Uh, it's, 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 his, his philosophy is, is ridiculous. It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. He dismissed Plato and the Greeks in one sentence. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. His theology is absolutely is actually it's just such a poverty of theology you know terry i hate to keep harping on this but it really is the question of modernism of course it is of course this is this is what what pope pius x warned about yep. what 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 everyone is confused about today is exactly what pope pius x uh, wrote about extensively and explained it perfectly well it is meant to be confusing yeah uh, this is the synthesis of all heresies. Yes, and and this man by but just read in his writing. All you have to do is read those three chapters. By the way, for anybody who's interested, um, there are three very short chapters. I don't think they no, took no. me more than twenty minutes to right. read, right. and I was translating as I went along. The book was published in Mexico City and was assumed to be uh, dead. That you couldn't find any more copies of it. They were they were sort of taken care of. And so well, what happened? Somebody came across a copy of ah. one one copy in a used bookstore. Yes. Somebody uh, somebody didn't need one for the fire and they sold it. I guess for two cents, and and uh, they, that's where they found it. It is, it it is really pathetic. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's sad. Well, well, here's my question, and this is a uh, a question as a lady. Oh, Terry, Terry, just let, let me just one more thing Please, before I forget add, it. Add. It's 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 all of what I said. Yeah, it's pathetic, and it's pornographic. Yes, yes. All right, let me not, let me not forget that. Yeah. Okay. It is, Father. Well, here you know I'm I'm going to say here's the here if you guys really want to know about marriage, and the teachings of the church on sexuality, I'm going to say go to three get three to get married by Bishop Sheen. I read that before I got married. And uh, I'm telling you, you talk about good philosophy. It's very Thomistic. This is what we need. But I just want to back up a little bit on this cardinal because let's sure. be honest. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that comes out of a decadent person. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. That this guy is supposedly a celibate, and he's talking and he's writing like this. Um, Father Rubnik, the uh, Jesuit that got. Uh, nailed for immoral t things that he did. I read enough on his uh, <clears throat> defense that uh, he still doesn't think he did anything wrong. This is the theology that they have, that they can take uh, something as God-given sexuality and mix it in with their spirituality and persuade people to do things that are immoral and say, oh, you're pleasing God? I mean, Knock it off. I mean, I, here's my question, and I, I'm going to be very bold about it, Father, because they can't take my faculties away. I don't have any. Uh, I'm just a layman. But when I see this, and he's the man in charge of the chicken coop, I mean, it's like having the, the wolves in charge of the chicken coop. And uh, this is he's the, he's the gatekeeper for morality. I'm going to add one more thing, and then I'm going to throw it back to you. I, I'm a little hot. I, I, I calmed down. It took me a couple days to you know calm down. But the other part that I don't like is um, how uh, this is the same priest who wrote that book on the art of kissing, and that seemed to just you know go. Well, he his explanation was, oh, I was trying to help young people. 
I'm sorry, that's yeah. pathetic, okay? <laughs> a priest uh, is a man of God who's supposed to lead us to heaven. And it seems like what I see here is we've got a priest who's an archbishop now and a cardinal in the Catholic Church who's leading souls to hell. And somebody's got to stop this man. And it has to be someone with authority. Stay with us. We're talking. Oh, keep going. Well, somebody's got to stop this uh, Cardinal Fernandez from being the head of the congregation of the Doctrine of Faith. And I'll tell you why. Because he's corrupting souls. And you know what? That's what the church is all about. Salvation of the soul. Oh, keep going. Oh, I didn't realize I thought that. Okay, Father. Yes. Yeah, I guess we're still going. I'm sorry. I thought that the commercial break was coming. Um, let me ask. Are we, are, yeah, uh, we're still on. Gary, are we on? Yeah, we're are still we on, on live? Yeah, no, not live. This is pre-recorded. Oh yeah, yeah. So father, okay, good, so good. father, here's my question. As a layman, yes. I see this as uh, as scandalous that our church would allow someone in this high position to uh, give uh, information out that's totally a god, a, a, a totally opposed to the gospel of 2,000 years. And, um, you know, they say that, uh, what is that, policy is uh, your, your management people or your policy? And I'm just saying somebody's got to take responsibility for this. And my opinion, I'm just going to be honest with you, I think this man needs to step down for the good of the church. And the Holy Father, please, you could do that. I'm asking with the please, do that for, this, for the good of the church because this man is going to be another rubnik down the road, and then it's going to affect souls adversely. So that's my take, and maybe I'm over the top on it, but that's how I see it. Well, I, I, I agree with that, and then I would also say, and I, and I, and I, I mean this in all charity. Mm -hmm. I really do. I mean this in charity. He should seek help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pray. Help. If, if this is, if this is, if this is his, if this is his view of anything that he's uh, touched upon in these chapters. Uh, he he needs help. Now there's there's something else too, Terry, that that you brought up to me just before the program. Yeah, it was, and it's a very yeah. important a very important point. Yeah, uh, and that is the Pope. Not too many weeks ago, <laughs> warned us. Yes, is it? Did he warn us? Is is that it? Was there's, it a warning yeah, or what, what? was it's it? It's a shift. He warned us that that that, 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 that this is time. There's. Uh, that it's time for a new theology. Exactly. Right? Well, excuse me. If this is that new theology, yeah. we're sunk. Yeah. We're sunk. This is this is this is garbage. This is garbage. Pure and simple. Be more clear, it's man. not philosophy, it's not psychology, it's not biology, it's not uh, it's not philosophy. It's what is it? It's 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 gobbledygook. Father, remember, we talked off the air and I said that this was a, the way they're doing theology from the bottom up rather than from the top. So experiences are number one when you do theology. That's not the way the church has done that in the past. That's modern. Well, you know what, Terry? You know what? Let me let me put it quite simply. And and, and, and I think oh, succinctly. Got, hang on a second. Stay that. We'll be right back for more. Terry and Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I can still say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed, even in the sight of scandal in the church. 
We now have Matt Arnold joining us in this conversation. Matthew, welcome to our show, my friend. Thank you, Terry. It's uh, good to be here, although it is really early in the morning where I'm at. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm going to say a little prayer for the church in need right now before we continue this conversation. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, back then during the storm of Lake Gennesaret, you pretended to be asleep to test your disciples. Strength and faith and trust. Today, too, the bark of your church is in a violent storm such as it has scarcely ever withstood. The enemy has penetrated into the church and wants to breach the bark from within so that it may sink. O Lord, do not sleep. Do not test our fidelity to the faith any longer and look upon our frightened hearts. Stretch out your hand. Command the enemy to leave the bark whose hole he tries to tear open. Accept our pleas and our expiatory commitment and give your angels the strength of a decisive help. Amen. I pray this prayer, Father Matthew, because the church is under attack with modernism. This is what we have right now. It's a full frontal attack. Now, Matthew, Father Murr and I were just talking about the thought that about a month ago, the Holy Father talked about doing theology in a different way. I, I, you and I chatted about this. Can you share? You're smiling at me. Huh. Go ahead. Well, you know, it, it was funny because because the, the, the very way in which he is suggesting uh, to the Pontifical Academy of Theology is is what Pius XII condemned, you know, in pretty explicit terms. Sure. And he gave he gave her a, a example by using a couple of syllogisms. Now we're talking about Catholic theology, um, and just quickly, any moral act has has three elements. Right. There's the objective, the subjective, and then the concrete circumstances. Right. Yes. So the objective is kind of is like the what of the act, and the subjective is the why. It's the intention. And then you have the concrete circumstances, which, which, you know, uh, affect the the goodness or badness of the act, but are not a, a a source of the morality of the act. And it's and it's similar in theology. Um, in in classic Catholic theology, we have it's called deductive. Mm -hmm. So you begin with the objective, which is uh, you know, a theology is about God. So the the object is is divine revelation, what God has revealed to us. That's where you begin, mm -hmm. and then. The, the subjective, the intention uh, in theology, if it's legitimate, is the greater glory of God and the salvation of souls. Amen. And then you have the concrete circumstances, which then, again, affect the, the, uh, the goodness or badness of, of, the, of the theology, if you will, or, or um, in, a, in a moral sense, moral theology might um, mitigate or enhance our culpability. Right. Right, but it has, but that's not a source of theology. You know, your, your concrete circumstances is not from where theology proceeds. Well, um, Pope Francis has told them that that this needs to be turned on its head. Yeah. That that uh, that the concrete circumstances are now to be considered a source of theology. Yeah. And what Pius the Twelfth did, he said, let me let me give you a, a syllogism that to illustrate that. He says, uh, um, I can't. You know, uh, to, being chased is impossible for me. But God doesn't ask the impossible. That's the minor premise. Therefore, God doesn't ask me to be chaste. Huh. Okay, that, that's that's inductive theology. Yeah. Uh, the, the deductive, I mean, the proper syllogism is God demands that I be chaste, but God doesn't demand the impossible. Therefore, it is possible for me to be chaste. Excellent. Okay? Yes. And and that's the thing. That all of this wrangling proceeds from the idea that that the demands of the gospel are merely ideals 
that that you know many of us simply can't live up to. So right. you know why not just let us participate uh, in, in the life of the church as though we were in a state of grace when it's impossible for us, well, uh, that, you know, to to avoid sin like this. And it's like, well, yeah, if it's if that's really true, if if God's grace is not sufficient, then Christ died for nothing. Exactly. Father Murr, had you like that explanation? <laughs> Couldn't be better. Couldn't be clearer. Father, doesn't no. this apply to what we're dealing with right now about this new book from Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez? He's the head of the yeah, doctor. Sadly, sadly, it applies only too well. Yeah. Uh, because having read those chapters, yeah. there is very little. I, I can't remember if, if he even mentioned God. Yeah, well, you know this what? Is he, supposed to be, yeah, he did. I mean, he you know, did. He God is do. absent. This is this this is a theology yeah. where God is absent. Well, you, you figure that one out. Well, you know what else is absent? When I read it, when he talked about the intimacy of a husband and wife, he just called it two people. Okay, now hmm. two people. I'm sorry. We're where do you think that's going? Yeah. Where do you think that's going? Matthew, am I off on that? Is that is that a presumption on my part? But why wouldn't you say if you're really dealing with intimacy? Uh, one man, one woman, a husband and wife, so that you put it in context. I, I just think he, he really is um, out of bounds to a point where it's going to cause many souls uh, to sin seriously against God. And that, that's why I'm willing to get up early like Matthew is and Father Murr to, to bring this out and say, this is wrong. Matt, your thoughts? Or am I off on that? Well, here's, here's the way I see it. That's, that's what Jesse says. Here's my take, Terry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thesis presented in these chapters is that the experience of mystical passion, mystical ecstasy, yeah. in which the entire being is taken up by God, mm -hmm. is a kind of, and I'm sorry, send the kids out of the room. I'll give you yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. All right. Two and Mississippi, three Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, you know, you should be able to get to the volume by now. Sure. Oh, you know what? Or let me, let me euphemize a little bit. Okay. It's that, that, that mystical ecstasy is akin to a kind of mystical sexual climax. Yeah. Let's put that's it that way. Basically now, what he I, says. That's not, that's not the word that he used. No, no, but, no, it's not. But, okay. Yep, that was very uh, well and, done. And, okay, and this mystical ecstasy is experienced by each person according to his or her sexuality. Therefore, he considers it necessary to explore in some detail Ugh. first how men and women experience yeah. sexual climax. Yeah. And then what's the difference between the way they experience their sexual climax? And then he frames his search for mystical experience in terms of the pursuit of sexual climax, yeah. including, uh, you know, his comments on hardcore pornography, which he says, gee, women enjoy that as well as men, yeah. but they experience yes. it differently. The point being that enjoying pornography is never licit. Exactly. And, and the Thank failure you. to make that distinction demonstrates the flaw in the approach. Why don't you really tell me what you think? Well, my my issue yes. philosophically yes. is that Cardinal Fernandez, I mean, to me, it seems that he's conflating happiness with pleasure. Yes, I was the front man. I don't. I don't even like. I don't like to talk about this, but I was. I was the front man for a rock band for ten years of my adult life. Yes. I spent another ten years in in various aspects of show business, and the <laughs> point is, I lived a life focused like a laser beam on the pursuit of pleasure. Yep. And I can tell you from personal experience, I I experienced a lot of pleasure. Yeah. In the deadly sins of lust and pride and vanity and uh, intemperance and yep. so on, often very enjoyable. But not only did it failed to make me happy not only did it fail to satisfy it it never remotely approached being holy yeah okay and i have to confess that in good conscience i could not finish reading the three chapters oh, of the book that have been translated yeah. uh, first because i was a hard time having a hard time keeping my breakfast down 
and 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 second because it's an an it's an entirely avoidable occasion of sin. That's right. Okay? So I, I would. So the first thing is that people that are, you know, I know that this is going to be made public. It's going to be out on the internet. My my first advice to uh, you, listener, is like, don't don't, don't torture your eyes with this. No. Okay. And 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 this is not just. It's an occasion of sin, not just in regard to the sixth and ninth commandments, clearly, but the first. Yes. You, I mean, irreverence toward God or the sacred is a sin against the first commandment. And and make no mistake. Whether you're talking about mystical union with the divine or the marital embrace, you are talking about sacred things. Yes. And to speak lightly of such matters, uh, much less lewdly, is a sin. Okay? Mm -hmm. and, and as for the explicit content, I'm not a prude. Right. Um, yeah, you let, me, let, me, let me put it this way, and then I'll, and then I'll be quiet. In 1964, the Supreme Court Justice uh, Potter Stewart was asked to describe his test for obscenity. Yep, I remember. And his response was, I know it when I see it. Exactly. And so do I. So do I. Well said. Father Murr, your thoughts. This man just stole my punchline. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we can be joyful in Matthew, the that's exactly. That, I was going to get to that exact thing. This is exactly it. I had that experience when I was reading it, and I, I, was, I was helping to translate it, yeah. too. Uh, mm. That I, I said, this is exactly what was what was what we said. I know it when I see it. Well, that this is it. This was it. It's it's uh, it's actually vile. But it gets me to another consideration yeah. that I was that I was making last night, just thinking about this. Uh, the blessing of homosexual unions, or let me put it this way: the blessing of irregular unions. Yes, regular couples, whatever you want to call it. And now this, it takes things like this to, to shake people up and to get them to think. And I'm wondering, for the many insults against God that have taken place, those seem to be in second place. I mean, I mean the, the Pachamama uh, a thing the 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 worship of of, of, of an idol in St. Peter's Basilica. This that was that was yeah nobody liked that, but that people didn't consider that as important as this. I consider that much more important than this, and I Amen. find this abhorrent. This is this is outrageous, but I found that even worse. But our reaction is less, and our reaction to those things of God insulting God is less the blasphemy directly against God because we have been so distracted by all of this, this the, the, by the materialism, even in sexuality, mm -hmm. sexual materialism, that we're not seeing clearly. We're just not seeing clearly. Um, I, I, there's something very, very wrong with, with, with the entire church, and there has been for a long time. Yeah. And I, I really, truly believe that, and the good. The, this is my good part. This is the good part. I really, truly believe that we are blessed right now in the sense that we are seeing what modernism is. This text of, of Fernandez is a beautiful demonstration, in probably the, one of the fullest I've ever seen of modernism. It's taking pieces of this, of that, this, that, and the other thing, putting, putting them all together without... Uh, there's hardly any mention of, of divine revelation of sacred scripture, right. no, nothing. 
this is what it is. This is what modernism is. And this is why, and, and to change the definition of words, this is, it's a mess. Mm -hmm. It is a mess. It is the same mess that the church finds herself in right now. Uh, that's my take. That's my general take on, on the whole thing. I, I want to ask you both a question, and that is, we know about Father Rubnick, the Jesuit, who was excommunicated, lost his priesthood, but then restored, and now um, the scandal was he's going back to his local parish, and then the Holy See finally, oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait a minute. It seems to me that Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez has a very similar take on sexuality, uh, and I want to ask you when we come back from the break, uh, how in the world can we uh, get rid of this cancer in the church, which is called modern modernism? Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. I have Father Charles Burr, Matthew Arnold with us. We're talking about this latest book by Cardinal Fernandez. Stay with us. Back to you. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Before I ask this question, I close the segment with, I just got a notice here that uh, this is pretty funny in one sense, pretty sad, but this kind of indicates the church's situation. Uh, Michael Lofton, who's a, you know, he attacks Bishop Strickland all the time on the internet. Pope explainer is the yeah, word. Pope explainer, yeah, that's his definition. Well, he just put out on the internet just moments ago that Cardinal Fernandez should be the next Pope. <laughs> so that just says it all for me, Okay. This is what we're up against right well, I, now. You know, I, I, I think we better uh, clarify that that's not within the context of these remarks, I hope. No, no, no. I just— <laughs> he, didn't, I, he didn't read this and then conclude. No, no. I'm on—we're not—this is pre-recorded. obviously. He didn't know what we're doing. But the fact that this man thinks, and he does have an influence out there as a layman, that uh, Fernandez should be the next pope. I'm sure there's other people in the Vatican that believe that also, that uh, this is the, the future of the Church. And I, all I can say is this, Father Murr— is I'm going to keep preaching the deposit of faith, kind of like what Father, what Bishop Strickland is doing. Just teach the faith and uh, pray for Holy Mother of the Church, like that prayer we prayed. But modernism is so infectious in the Church right now. I want to ask both of you, um, what do you think we can do, you know, other than expose these errors in charity and clarity? Father Murray, you're first. Yeah, uh, this is going to sound out of left field, but let me tell you. Uh, day before yesterday, I got a telephone call from a, a new friend, yeah. German. He and his wife live live here. And uh, in the conversation, he told me that he began life. His first, uh, his first uh, occupation was playing billiards. Is that right? Interesting. I, thought, I found that interesting. And I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, I became a professional billiard hmm. ball player. He said, I was very good. I won championships. This, that, and the other thing. And he said, but let me tell you something that I learned in all of that. He said, of course, I gave that up years ago. But let me tell you something I learned. People kept asking me why I was so good. What, what, what was the program? He said, and the reason I was so good is because I went back to basics constantly. Fundamentals. That I went back to basics. He said, I didn't, I didn't take an intermediate, intermediate course on this or a, a specialization in that. I went back to basics. That's a good answer. You're asking me, you're asking me what, should, what, should, yeah. what we should do. Yeah. We should get back to basics. That's, that's exactly what we need. 
We need sacred tradition. We need sacred scripture, yeah. and we need the magisterium, and we need them to be in line with one another. Yeah, well, you know, I was just—I I just listened also to to an Orthodox priest who was very, uh, very uh, sharp. Yeah, and he said one of the one of the major problems he had with Catholicism is that our liturgy is no longer apostolic. Mm. Mm. I, I'm, I'm right. We're back to basics. Back to basics. I, this is where we're, we're missing out. And when we're talking about a new theology, yeah. pardon me, but if this is an example of it, this is not theology. No, this is an ins- this is an insult to I I don't know whatever it is gobbledygook, but it's an insult to it, and it is modernism. It is modernism. It's a coming together of all of these different uh, things: philosophy, mm-hmm. science, pop up, and you can get to the understanding of the truth without God. Wow. That's what modernism does. Thanks. I, well, like, no, we we reject that completely. Amen. Okay, and that's what we have. We have to. We have to get. We have to redefine ourselves. Not redefine ourselves. Rediscover. They discover. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's all. Yep, Matthew. How about your thing? What 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 do you think? Uh boy, that's that. There, there was a lot there. I mean, it, it, the 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 obvious thing is, yeah, our good Lord began his public ministry by saying repent and believe in the gospel and the word repent means to turn back yep. right to turn to turn away from uh, the world to turn away from our sins and turn yep. back toward god and and that's that that message is always pertinent it's always important it's always uh, Absolutely. uh like brand new yeah no matter how old it gets and and we're seeing we're living in a time that people call postmodern I'll tell you what the the the, the um, like for like if Barbara Nicolosi has written about this in regard to film theory, right? You think like the like the Star Wars movies that they're making now, and they're all full of this woke nonsense, and and it's and it's disastrous for Disney financially, and yet they they won't relent right. from this course, right? And and it it has to do with um, the fact that our entire culture, and I'm sorry to say, the church is in the midst of uh, an identity crisis, exactly. You know, um, the, the, the postmodernists they 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 take some cherished thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like mystical union with God being, being the the case in point, right. and then they reframe it through a frankly cynical lens, and they do this uh, trenchantly, right? Brutally, yes. bitterly, yes. And and it, and it just it whole process just thinly masks the despair that underlies this whole process of desacralizing um our the, the faith or icons of our culture mm-hmm. the i think she said she put it this way she said the societal ache of our world today is confusion yeah and that's agonizing because we are essentially rational beings but but the spirit of the age is that we can't not just that we don't know who we are that's modernism now it's Postmodernism. It's just we can't know who we are. We can't know what's true or what we're made for. And the suspicion is, and this is where the despair comes from, is that no one has ever known that the people in the past were just we were just guessing or just pretending, you know. And that's the thing that that, that strikes me in all of this. The, you know, all of modernism, all of you know the everything that's happened in the post-conciliar period, where they've desacralized you know, these cherished things, whether right. it's popular piety or the liturgy or whatever, mm-hmm. is that it's it's this self-loathing and and and, and hatred of tradition. And 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 I think the key to understanding that 
is, you know, is we find this in the theological and epistemological approach of the postmodern hierarchy. Yeah. See, it's a confusion. It's a, it's a thinly veiled despair of men and women who don't know who they are or what they're made for. Right. Because all of this begs the question, in 2,000 years, when have we ever needed a book like this? Whoever wrote one? Our good Lord used, I mean, we're talking about, oh, Father, real quick. You've lived in Rome. You, you. I'm assuming at some point, uh, or I suspect at some point, you went to Santa Maria della Vittore and and saw the ecstasy of Saint Teresa. Absolutely, right? I, I made a habit of it. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. absolutely beautiful sculpture. Yes, Bernini. Yep. And but when he sculpted that, it was it was controversial because he depicted in the plastic art of of sculpture, he depicted um, the mystical ecstasy of saint Teresa as though it were like a physical ecstasy yes right and that yes. but that's a metaphor okay and you understand using uh, that that you know physical uh, ecstasy as a metaphor for um mystical ecstasy but our good lord used metaphor and simile and and allegory all the time and and he used homely examples and he told us that the kingdom of heaven is like a marriage feast, but never did he resort to saying that the kingdom of God is like the marriage bed. He yes, yeah. you know, spiritually, that that when in heaven, you know, we we are no longer we no longer marry nor are given in marriage. We're like the angels, and that's the thing. You know, it's like it seems that that if you're aspiring to mystical union of God, the first thing you need to do is get your mind out of the gutter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let me let me jump in and, and throw something at Father Murr. Father, you're a devotee. It's just like Fulton Sheen is of Our Lady of Fatima. And she said that sins of the flesh, uh, that's what people are going to hell over, sins of the flesh. And this was 1917 before the Internet with all the pornography and all. And then we hear uh, out of the Holy See, you know, from highest officials saying that stop bothering about, you know, sins below the belt. That's all you want to talk about. That's not that important. Uh, let's, you know, what, you know, you're being selfish. All these other things are much more of a hierarchy when it comes to sins in the world. So I say this to both of you. First to Father Murr. Father, it seems like Our Lady of Fatima was spot on for what we're, where we're at right now. It seems like, I mean, look at, uh, you know, in America, we have 330 million people and 110 million of them have sexually transmitted diseases. Okay. Oui. That means one third of the uh -huh. country has been playing around, and we're as a church. I'm just saying, be honest with you. Are we pointing this out? Or are we just saying, "Oh, no, don't be so selfish"? I mean, you see what? No, I'm that's that, that. But this is my whole point, Terry. We have stopped being opposed to the world. Yes. Even years ago, we are we are going along with it. This is the the church has a different mission. This is what this is where we're missing out on everything. Oh. We are not living up to what to our calling. We are supposed to stand opposed to governments that are in favor of abortion. Right. Not not give communion to those who vote to kill thousands, millions of children. Yeah. I mean, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. I, I, I just recalled to it when you were talking uh, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. I'm a great fan of Gilbert and Sullivan. One, <laughs> one of the great lines in one of the, 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 uh, the, the, the uh, productions was uh, a very Victorian. We are only animals. We are only animals from the waist down. 
<laughs> well, no, the whole it's the whole thing. The whole man is is is, is involved in this. Uh, there's something to. I also am a fan of of uh, Burns and Allen. This is going to surprise you. Yeah. And when I get done with prayers at night, I like to listen to to, to uh, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Well, George Burns gave an interview, one of the last before he died, and was talking about how beautiful his Catholic wife Gracie was. Mm-hmm. And he and somebody asked him a question from the audience that had to do with uh, with sensuality. Mm-hmm. And he instead of answering it, uh, uh, he said, "He said, let me tell you something. Marriage has." Very little to do, very little if nothing to do with the with the with the bed, and has everything to do when you with with being out of bed. Exactly. It's when it's the out of bed that makes the marriage. It's well how you're behaving all day long. This is what marriage is. Very well answered. Look to get this bogged down on on uh, on on sensuality and to try to make it to try to sacramentalize it, to sanctify it. It is sanctified. Christ already sanctified. It's called marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. It's very simple. That's what it is. And in and, and in marriage, that sensuality and that and, and sexuality is an absolutely phenomenal blessing. Got it. It's wonderful. I hear because me. because it is not divorced from love. You nailed it, what you just said. Right. And and the other thing too, Father, when we get back, I just want to talk about the unitive and procreative and aspect of, of transmission of life that never appeared in this in this so stay with us family we'll be back in a moment welcome back to the terry and jesse show to join the conversation call 888-526-2151 now Here's Terry and Jesse. Actually, it's Father Charles Murr and Matthew Arnold. It's a Monday. We're talking about a book by the Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez, head of the Doctrine of Faith. It's a book that he wrote in 1998 for those who just tuned in. And it's a book that's scandalous because it's pornographic and it's all, uh, has nothing to do with, uh, in my opinion, from reading the chapters I read uh, with Jesus Christ, but more on the, uh, the your carnal desires, which is not something that uh, the Catholic faith uh, is all about. So here's my take on this, and I my my question is: as a layman, Father Charles Murr, I'm a layman. Matthew's a layman. We're not management. You know, we're in sales. We promote the faith. But when we see something uh, like this with a cardinal in a very responsible position, anything he does in the future is going to be tainted by this. Okay. Well, this is the, this is the reason, Terry. This is the reason for which. Look, when I was being ordained a priest, yeah. my archbishop asked me, is there anything is there anything that would not permit you to be ordained a priest? Yep, that's always asked. Yep. He said, now, I, I, I know you as well as I can know you. I want you to tell me, is there any reason for which you should not be ordained? I told him what I knew about me, which is still a mystery, an unfolding mystery. Sure. And, and I was ordained. When a man becomes a bishop yes. or a candidate for for for, a, for an episcopal appointment, he is asked by the apostolic delegate, "Is there any reason for which you cannot accept episcopal consecration?" When a man is being elected pope, there there there, there is asked during the conclave, "Is there any reason for which you will not accept the election?" 
I, pardon me for saying so, because it's going to sound very judgmental, but I'm telling you, it was asked of me. It's asked of everyone. Of course it is. Excuse me. Excuse me. When you're lay people, when you're sitting in front of the priest to get to, to sacramentalize your marriage. Yes. The priest will ask you, is there any reason for which you cannot marry? Right. Right. I, well, Right. And if there is, you don't get married. If there is, you don't become a priest. You don't become a bishop. You don't become a pope. This is, to me, sufficient reason for him not having, he should not have accepted becoming a bishop. Of course. Of course. And I believe this, things, this and things like it were the reason for which he was not permitted to become rector of, a, of the Catholic University in Argentina. And Father. I, and, 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 and look. And let's say I'm wrong. No. And let's say there's been a great change in this man, and and I'm absolutely wrong for looking at it this way. Great. I hope that would be. I would love to be wrong sure. on this. I would love to be wrong. Sure. Then let him publicly come out and say, "I disavow anything that I wrote. It's heretical. It's wrong. I'm ashamed of it. Uh, this and the other." He will not do that. Right. He will not do that. And I'm. This is what I'm telling you. We are in deep trouble yeah because because we're well we're just are for many reasons none of not the least of which being a problem of pride yeah. on, on on so many people who are taken up with modernism it's about them it's not about the truth it's not about the objective truth it's about the subjective them exactly they made a promise all bishops make this promise to, to uphold the deposit of faith also that's a promise I'm asking the archbishop to hold and I don't see him holding it objectively when he writes a book like this. And so I, I want to ask Matt Arnold, Matthew, your your take on uh, what we as lay people can do. And uh, also, I'm going to be on the I'll be on the record to say I think the Holy Father, not that I, he's asking for advice from me because he's not, <laughs> but but I'm willing to give it. And that is as well, a Terry, I, 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 Terry, I forgot to tell you that he called me last night and asked me to ask you. <laughs> That's good. Well, if he if he called, I tell him to uh, go back to the fundamentals that you just talked about, basics of the faith, and get rid of any of these uh, priests and bishops that are in position of authority who uh, don't follow the fundamentals of the faith, the basics, and we call it deposit of faith. I would say remove the archbishop from that a position of the doctrine of faith and get somebody in there who actually will live and teach the deposit of faith. Because a man who wrote this book, in my opinion, has no, he should not be in a position of authority because as I said at the beginning of the show, it's like putting the, the uh, wolves in charge of the chicken coop. It doesn't work. Matt, correct me on the air. I don't mind, but what, what's your thought yeah. on that? Go ahead. Okay. Well, let, let me, let me uh, confine myself to my thoughts. Um, Thomas Aquinas said famously, rarely affirm, seldom deny, oh, yeah. always distinguish. Yep. And th the large problem here is that they're making a failure to distinguish. Uh, and, and I think it, it may be, you know, this attitude is based on on something that, that somebody famous uh, once said. He said, ellos son solo pequeños pecados, hmm. regarded sins of the flesh. They are only little sins. Yes, I've heard that. <laughs> And and unfortunately, that you know, again, versus what Our Lady said at yeah. Fatima, yeah, that, uh, more people are going to hell over that than than for any other reason currently. That we have uh, uh, an issue where uh, 
and you know, in the context of of fiducious supplicants and this idea of we're going to give blessings that aren't blessings to couples that aren't couples, um, <laughs> that this failure. Well, well put. That is well put. That was well, said. <laughs> uh, well, and that's just it. Our our good Lord taught us about human sexuality in in whatever two hundred and fifty words in Matthew nineteen. Uh, Amoris Laetitia took sixty eight thousand words to try and unravel that. Yeah. But if you, if what Father says, get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. it's all right there. Yes, it is. You don't you don't have to. I mean, you can extrapolate from that. But if, if I may be allowed an existential reading of of one of the verses of Scripture, a favorite, uh, our our good Lord said, "I I would rather that you were hot or cold." Yes. But since you are not neither hot or cold, but lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now, you know, and people have have this has been variously interpreted that it's like you know he'd. He can deal with people that hate him or people that love him, but he can't deal with people who are indifferent. And right. or I would say too that that for us who are believers, there are those of us who are cold in the sense that we're very analytical and intellectual, and there are those of us that are hot because we're very emotional. Yeah. Um, but but those things are are aspects of a love for God. Yeah. And the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. Well said. And so when you look at fiducia supplicants and it tells us, uh, talks about irregular situations uh, and it creates essentially a moral equivalence between an unsacramental marriage, which is a real marriage, all right, but but is not, it falls short of the sacrament of matrimony, right. and a same-sex couple that that is actively, uh, you know, engaging in, in sodomy yeah. and, and living a pretense. Well, those things are not equitable. No, that's that you know, and and the only way you can fail to make that distinction is if you're not concerned about sin. Yeah, and if you know, if everything we do isn't about giving greater glory to God and giving, uh, you know, and and the salvation of souls, then then I, I need to get back to my plans for world domination. You know, I was busy before I converted. <laughs> right. Uh, but and and I just I'm there's so much to say. I yeah. just the final thing I wanted to put uh, sure, put, put up it out. is that this makes me uncomfortable. I don't like doing it. No, I don't like uh, being in a position where I have to criticize those who are superior to me. Of course not. But I wanted to say to folks out there, this is not a matter of gossip. This is not about digging up the dirt. We didn't go looking for this to try and attack someone. It's out in the open. It's this. It's a it's a published book. Yeah. And this isn't a matter of airing the dirty laundry, or, or in other words, you know, this is not a matter of calumny, which is, um, as you well know, to tell the truth about somebody when, when the person you're telling has no right to know. But when it comes to something like fiducia supplicants, or, or it comes to, you know, the, the, the Cardinal Fernandez having written a, a book like this, yes. something like this comes out, okay, no pun intended, uh, the, the Catholic faithful do have a right to know. That's right. Our good Lord said, woe to the world because of scandals, for it must needs be that scandals come. But nevertheless, woe to that man by whom the scandal cometh. And friend, I'm not the source of these scandals. VMPR is not the source of these scandals. Terry, mm-hmm. Father Murr, we are not the source of these scandals. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, well said. Scripture says that God is the God uh, of, not the God of confusion, but the God of peace. Why don't you really tell me what you think? Well, well said, Matthew. <laughs> God bless you. Father Murr, you've got and two if, minutes. May I, may I just add, may I add yeah. to that, Matthew? Please. Well said, well said, well said. Yes, absolutely. And there is there, and there is another thing. I, 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 and you know, it's it's not up to me to judge these things. It's not up to any of us, right? right. However, mm-hmm. if this, if 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 his if his eminence wanted to get out of this conundrum, he could come clean 
and say, I reject and, and denounce all of that. That was my former self. Yeah, that's it, I understand it's wrong. Let me make amends for it. Great. But I can almost guarantee. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be wonderfully surprised when that happens. Yeah, right? me too. I hope it but happens. There, there is a, but there, well, all I'm saying is that there is a way out of it. Yeah. There is a way out. Sure. Right? Well, so, and I would say not, not just surprised, but, but frankly overjoyed. Aim. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that's good. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Father Moore, how about a blessing? And, and again, for those who are listening and going, what is going on in our church? They, I'm just going to, for the blessing, <laughs> please, please just live a holy life. Keep your, your eyes on your family, living a sacramental life. And, you know, the problems in the church, they come and they go. We have different popes for 2,000 years. So don't be too um, upset over all of the problems we have right now. And stay, keep your eyes on Jesus. Your thoughts, Father? Not just that, Terry. Not just that, if I may. Yeah. All of these things are coming to a head. They are existing for a reason. Yeah, good point. And they will be resolved. That's I'm right. telling you, they I will be resolved. Soon, I'm high. All right, so, so we have to live in that hope. They will be resolved. Right. God knows what God does. Matthew, yeah. I got, I got finally, a final minute. Finally, real quick, I was going to just say that, yeah, this is these these events are not outside of God's uh, plan. No. That's they're right. Part, they're not outside Permitted. of his providence. They're part of it. Yep. Right. Yep, exactly. He permit, and, and here's the thought I have too: is that our prayers for Holy Mother the Church are going to come through, uh, with with our holy hours, with our rosaries for the Church. Every day I pray for Pope Francis after my rosary for praying that he will confirm us in our faith. That's a very biblical approach, and uh, we can continue to do that. And I, you know, I'm with you. I think I'm up, but I'm always an optimist, Father Murray. I always think we're going to win. I don't care if I'm down 20 runs in the bottom of the ninth. I, I, we're going to, you know, come back with a, a victory. How about a final blessing, Father Murr? When, when we're with Christ, how can we lose? Exactly! Right? That's it. God bless you all. Thank you for gentlemen. Oh, thank you, Father. Father for your fidelity. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, thank you, Father, for your fidelity to your priesthood and to the promotion of the Catholic faith. And Matthew, I want to thank you for joining us as a convert to the Catholic faith, your insights onto this topic here. And that God will bless all of us in proclaiming that Jesus Christ is king of the entire universe. Thank you again for joining us here, folks. And I hope this helped you. Get this podcast to your friends and that they'll be aware of this and that they can pray for Holy Mother of the Church. I want to thank you for supporting us here on Virgin, Most Powerful Radio. Don't forget our, our full Sheen Ahead YouTube channel. You won't want to miss what Bishop Strickland just did this past weekend. Thanks again. May God. Richly bless you. And Matthew Arnold, what state should we be living in? I forgot to ask you that. That would be the state of grace, Harry. Amen. And remember our fat lady of Panama said, Pray, pray, pray.